Tonight on Monday Night Raw, we have drama, returns, and steel chairs. Is that good? Did you like that? Is that? Did I do good? I like it. I like it too. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Attitude Era Wrestling Review Podcast. I am the man with the velvet vocal cords, Arnold, and with me as always, my tag team partner, two-time reigning, defending, undisputed, armchair booker of the year, the big Drewski. Good morning, Drew. Good morning, Arnold, and I'm the man with barely functioning vocal cords, so you're probably not going to be hearing a whole lot of me today because I lose my voice really quickly. If you can start to, I'm starting to lose it now. <laughs> and we just <laughs> no started. Worries. No worries. Uh, the dates we are looking at, ladies and gentlemen, April 21st, 1997, one day removed from WWF in your house. Revenge of the Taker. We are at Raw is War in Binghamton, New York. Binghamton? Yes, Binghampton for those who are, you know, cultured. And <laughs> somebody's going to get pissed about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, this episode was definitely a roller coaster. It was, uh, for me, for, for a minute, it was kind of hard to kind of keep track of what was going on. It just seemed like there was a lot going on. And a uh, shout out to the production crew for keeping me all over this arena tonight with everything that was happening. Yeah. They're going to get their exercise. Oh, for sure. And, uh, they got their warm up in as we, uh, get a clip from, uh, the pay-per-view last night where, um, undertaker gave, uh, Paul bear that fiery facial. (laughs) Hold on. Let me try that again. Um, he tried to melt the man's face off. Oh, he didn't that try. Kind of pay-per-view. He didn't just try. He do. <laughs> he did do. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come. Ah! It was fun. They didn't show that part. I kind of wish they'd show that part. <laughs> yeah. Previously on WWF programming. Why won't this light? Nah, that'd have been great. And, uh... In case you needed a reminder, your hosts for the show tonight, good old JR Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, and our friend, friend of the show, can't prove otherwise, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He's a listener. Totally a listener. And he he's not on commentary yet. Thanks, God. I know. We start out with just JR and King. But fret not, friends. Because Vinnie Mac is in the ring. We also hear glass breaking. 
That's right. Stone Cold Steve Austin hits the ring. He's wanting to have a chat with old Vinnie Mac. And uh, we hear from uh, JR and King that uh, Austin has a street fight with Brett tonight. And uh, once in the ring there, Vince McMahon tells us that uh, Austin will be taking on Taker at the next pay-per-view in May for the title. Austin getting his title shot. All right, that's awesome. I mean, let's talk more about that. No, 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 no. Shut your stinking hole, McMahon. We're not talking about that. Nah, we don't care about that. We didn't finish Brett last night because Owen and Davey Boy felt inclined to interfere in this match. So, um, yeah, you know, Brett, come on out. Don't even worry about putting on your little pink and black tights or whatever. They, They look stupid. Just come on. So Austin waits. They set a timer for this man. Oh, well, yeah, they'll set a timer and everything. And uh, 60 seconds later, still no Bret Hart. I thought so it was Austin's a Royal like, Rumble. Know, <laughs> I know, right? I did too. Like, yeah, this is neat. And, uh, you know, Austin says, you know what? Screw it. He won't come to me. I'll go to him. Austin leaves the ring, heads to the back. And here comes the Hart Foundation on the Titan Tron. Bret accepts his match. And uh, Brett decides to use his time to push more anti-U.S. propaganda and tell us that, you know, of course, you guys are fine with a street fight. You know, it goes against my morals, but whatever. My rope's like, okay, cool, Brett. And uh, also likes to talk about how uh, Brett almost ripped Austin's leg off and how Americans were just drooling at the barbarity the barbarism they experienced last the night before just like man and uh this is just brett doing some damn fine heel work here yeah brett i'm loving this holier than thou heel yeah yeah it's one of these usually especially in wrestling when i hear somebody has that foreigner quote-unquote like anti-american thing it's usually kind of cartoonish to me, this doesn't really seem cartoony. No. Because usually it's kind of like, I'm from this country. I'm better than you. And everybody's like, boo. (laughs) (laughs) And Brett's just like, yeah, I'm Canadian, but I'm Bret Hart. I'm better than you. (laughs) So it's just like, okay, boo, but it doesn't seem like you're not coming out in like Canadian lumberjack things pouring maple syrup on your opponents like it's not stereotypical and it's great <laughs> i agree i 100 love this brett mm-hmm. and uh you know brett obviously not too thrilled about austin getting title shot at taker and uh he doesn't really care about that right uh, right now either you know not tonight at least because uh by the time brett hart is through with austin austin will be going straight to hell gasp <laughs> but he said uh, a you, naughty. he said a naughty he did say a naughty but you think that's gonna stop stone cold absolutely not because austin says look brett if i'm going to hell you're going with me brother <laughs> like okay that's a good start to the show that um, was a great open to the show that is okay i will take that like i'm not a huge fan of people flapping 
because like, at the start of the show, unless it makes sense, this it didn't feel forced to me. If that makes sense, like usually, like if the show starts, you get your pyro, everything goes all off, and then you have a guy just walking out of the ring and flap his guns for ten minutes. It's kind of like, okay, like if it's just a one man promo make it count because if it's something dumb that I don't care about, I'm going to lose interest quick and I'm flipping the channel. But this here, this was great. This was great. And honestly, I thought we were going to see action right here at this moment, but it's like, Oh, we're going to save it for later guys. We're going to save it for later. So it's like, crap. Now I can't turn the channel yet. I love this so much. I actually graded it. I'm not going to lie. This was the perfect open for this show to me, especially when you realize what all comes after it. Mm-hmm. I'm like I said, I'm loving this holier than thou heel Brett's playing. It's not just the standard foreign trope because yeah. it's Canadian. It's not like Middle East, German, Japan, Japanese. It's different. It's Canada's almost like polite American, but not Brett. Not mm-hmm. Brett. And this whole Brett versus Austin, they're keeping it. They're trying to keep it fresh. To me, especially after the end of the show tonight. Well, we'll get there. We'll we'll talk about that later. Um, I'm I'm loving it. I gave this an A, a flat out. This was just a great. This is probably what ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Give or take, yeah. No action. No n- nothing physical whatsoever. Just teasing it. Mm-hmm. For later tonight, and I gotta say, good idea. Oh, for sure, they pulled it off well, and you could feel the hatred these two men have for each other. Yeah. So, as like I said, it didn't feel forced or canned or anything like that. Like these guys are, I mean, in a lot within the confines of kayfabe, letting it out. And I mean, I was definitely suspended in disbelief. I was like, okay. I mean, they've had <laughs> they've had three matches so far, and neither one's had a definitive winner. I mean, nope. the first one, yeah, Brett pinned Stone Cold, but Stone Cold had the hold on him, was choking him out, and he was done. Just got lucky and pinned him. The second one, yeah, Hart put the hold on him, but Austin never said I quit. Mm-hmm. The third one, Davian Owen had to get involved to keep Brett from losing, so Austin kind of won that one, and maybe the court of public opinion but not really so round four what's the what is the people saying you know the fight forever or whatever i'd have been perfectly fine with a a six-year-long bret hart and stone cold rivalry because these guys are just that good and they can keep it fresh their promos are great back and forth um we're going to well, we'll get we'll get to that later. Sprinkle somebody else into it. Um, I, I think this is. I would personally, if I'm armchair booking this, I think this leads to a cage match. Try to keep Davy and Owen out of it, but then the problem becomes: How does the WWF win a cage match? You got to get out of the cage. Makes no sense. Stupid. Blah blah blah. You win in the cage and it keeps people out. Of course, of course, you know they can climb in, but still, something. 
But whatever. I love this. This was great. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's move on, and I'll try to see if I can talk long enough about this next match because it was exciting. We have the Sultan with Shiki Baby. Shiki Baby. Versus Ahmed Johnson. And at first, I this was like, oh, God, this is going to be bad. I was pleasantly surprised it wasn't. At least to me, this wasn't terrible. All right, so we start out. Um, did you notice Ahmed Johnson like has been watching a lot of Booker T lately? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nails him with the scissor kick and the Harlem sidekick within like the first five minutes of the match. <laughs> and I'm like, if you only had a third his talent. Million dollar body, <laughs> 10 cent brain. But anywho, um, Sultan comes back with a straight up super kick and Shawn Michaels is going, hello, no, no, <laughs> no, stop that. Anyway, so then that this was all within the first like three, four minutes of the match, if that. Um, they started going back and forth. Um, Sultan hits a straight up pile driver, and I love King like King's on commentary. I love that move. <laughs> Anybody knows Jerry Lawler? That was his finisher. It was a straight up pile driver because he wrestled in Tennessee. Yeah. He was a heel most of the time. Well, some of the time he went back and forth. But what's <laughs> illegal in Tennessee? That's right, pile drivers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So King loves that move. Uh, four, but he only hit it for a two count. Um, Ahmed Johnson hits a front face lock slam to the mat, hits a spine buster, calls for the Pearl River plunge, and we are the nation of domination. Shows up on the ramp, and they're on the ramp, so that means stop the match. <laughs> At least Ahmed Johnson, who jumps her starts you know running walking down that walking that way running his jab so sultan hits him from behind knocks him down on toward the ring well here comes the nation of domination now that they've got him down but what was under the ring arnold that magical eight by 16 it gets it's gotten a little smaller i think it's eight by 12 now <laughs> but he grabs it from the ring smacks the sultan quote unquote with it you could easily tell he was just hitting the mat. It was kind of eh, not real good done. Gets mm-hmm. DQ'd and backs the Nation of Domination down as we go to break. I do not know why. I kind of like this. This was a decent match between the two, mm-hmm. considering it was Ahmed Johnson versus Sultan and nothing against Mr. Fatu, but the Sultan gimmick was garbage. He'll get he'll get a better one later. Yes, he'll yes, get a he will. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's not he'll get one that's not only cool but too cool. I see what you did there. So, yeah, yeah that's well, maybe. <laughs> he'll have some cronies with him. Anywho, who like to dance? But he, you know, we'll get there. Um, <laughs> this wasn't bad. The whole where you know Ahmed Johnson's got to run the gauntlet at the next pay-per-view versus Crush, Vega, and then if he beats them too, he gets Farouk. So we'll see how that goes. 
this wasn't bad. I, no. I'm pleasantly surprised. I gave this a B. I was wow. very impressed. I too gave it a B. Um, no, nah, this wasn't bad at all. I'm, it, I, 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 I'm starting to wonder something, though, Drew. Like, is the nation afraid of two by fours or are they just allergic to wood? Uh, I don't know. Because you think about it, there's like 20 of them and one of Ahmed with a two by four. Yeah, a couple of y'all might get cracked in the dome with the two by four, but the rest of you, I think, could overpower this dude. Yep. But, you know, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Oh, my goodness. And uh, speaking of people with international objects, oh, wait, wrong show. Um, we have a little backstage heat going on right now. Austin is ripping apart this arena, trying to find the Heart Foundation. He's just like, I can't wait. And I was like, I hope he finds him because I have a feeling when he does, he's going to rip that door down. <clears throat> More to come on that later. Next, we have a commercial break. And uh, this commercial break includes Sonny. Hello, Sonny. Mm, mm, mm. Sonny, Sonny, Sonny. How the mighty have fallen. Oh. Why are you wearing an Undertaker shirt? It's $20? Sold? Wait, I tried to call the number and it doesn't exist anymore. So sorry about that, everyone. It's probably worth triple that on eBay now, but don't look into it. You know what's a better um, number to call? Hmm. I could think of a couple. I don't know if it's, um, there's one, 1-800-COLLECT. That's a pretty yeah. good number. Um, what's that other one? The 1010321. Remember that? Yeah. 877-CASH-NOW. 877 cash now. That one's infamous. And then there's 1 900 909 9900. That one. That's the best one. <laughs> that's the best one of them all. I actually considered trying to get this Undertaker shirt until uh, Michael Hayes had to let me know that Sonny was not included in that deal. Oh, uh, well, no. So 14 year old me only wanted Sonny with it. Right. It's like, okay, this is kind of a ripoff now. 20 bucks. <laughs> no offense, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm terrible but we come back from that little uh weird break trying to hawk wwf gear and, and uh <laughs> speaking of behind bars guess who finds the heart foundation <laughs> <laughs> so there's a door with just plain letters on it says heart foundation and austin is trying his hardest to get into this door <laughs> i don't blame the guy he wants Bret Hart so badly. And Bret Hart, not only wants, but he demands some respect, you know, being a veteran in this organization. And he wants this street fight to start in the ring. So, okay, that's fine. So, you know, the New York Rangers are probably saying, um, somebody's going to buy us a new door, right? Because <laughs> right? Austin is just straight up kicking the crap. I don't know how they got that door not to open. Right. I was it looked just like a normal dirty. locker room door, and Austin is full on just pelting the thing with his boot, a chair. Mm. I mean, I know the chair's not going to open it, but the way he was kicking, I'm surprised that door held. Uh, you and me both. 
Because I'm sitting there thinking the same thing. I was like, no, that door should have been kicked into like seven pieces by now. You can show Austin kicking that door as a SWAT team instructional video. <laughs> then I love the show the other side. It's like Pat Patterson and another goon trying to, well, they're not the goons yet, but trying to hold the door shut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great. Well, that makes sense. Can't, uh, can't get this door open. And that's why it's like, all right, fun stuff. Hmm. So we have that going. Um, oh, uh, Tiger Ali Singh made his debut winning the 1997 Kuwait Cup by defeating one Owen Hart. Okay, cool. Huzzah, not a, not a whole lot of him. How would you have loved to have been in the meeting when you said, hey, Owen, you're going to lose to this guy? Clean. No, I mean they're both Canadians. And Brett or all or Owen might have been okay with it, but still, right? It was in Kuwait too, and no one was going to see it or remember it. You know who else was in Kuwait? <laughs> Vader. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Day nine. Day nine. That. <laughs> I was really surprised when they played the clip of the interview. Uh, I was good, it was their version of Good Morning America. It was Good Morning Kuwait, which I thought was just beheadings and showing oil prices. But <laughs> I figured it'd be them swimming in a like Scrooge McDuck style vault, Kinda, yeah, with a <laughs> full of American money. <laughs> yeah. For what four years removed, five years removed from this point, or the Gulf War, something along those lines. Yeah. It's like, yes, all this sweet American legal tender. But not Vader. <laughs> nope. Vader sitting in a Kuwaiti jail right now. And yeah. I almost wonder if that was kind of a work. No. Because I feel like, really? No. I <laughs> think with something that was like, with something that serious, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, this Vader is being held hostage in Kuwait. No, he's in jail for <laughs> almost murdering someone. I, I love the interview. Like, if you haven't seen it, if you've not seen this, go to YouTube and look it up. But I'll I'll set the scene for you. So it's just, you know, three guys sitting there. The interviewer guy, taker, sitting straight across from the little coffee table at him. And in between them, facing the camera, is Vader. And the guy asks him, he says, well, isn't wrestling fake? <laughs> Wrong thing to ask Leon White in 1997. Leon White jumps up, grabs him by his tie, yanks him a little closer and goes, does that feel fake to you? Won't you come down there tonight and I'll whip your ass when you tell me if it feels fake. And I love Taker just sits there, nothing, no reaction, stoned faced and i'm thinking <laughs> wow yeah Mm-mm. so yeah they got vader on assault charge for that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um we get to we also got to see some of uh lawler's artwork for that as well <laughs> yeah that, i guarantee that really was jerry lawler's artwork because jerry lawler if you don't know is an amazing amazing artist Oh, yeah. And if for some reason you didn't see this picture, we have uh, Vader uh, 
working out in the desert, shoveling camel poop. <laughs> Some missiles flying over. <laughs> yeah, the Scud missiles. <laughs> the Kuwaiti chain gang. <laughs> I mean, his oh, character, this- his cartoony stuff's good, but if you ever seen his like legit stuff, there's a picture he drew of McMahon Sr., Vince, and Shane that is absolutely breathtakingly amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man could have been an artist. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, shoveling poop of scud missiles. And then he pulled out the Vader action figure. <laughs> they just took a Sharpie and drew bars on the front of it. <laughs> this was such a short segment, but so great. Waller is a legend. <laughs> oh, and we forgot to mention who else was it commentary for this. Oh, <laughs> That's right. Ken Shamrock shows up with the commentary team and talks about Vader, hypes up their match at the next pay-per-view, and it's kind of funny. He says he hates bullies, and it's kind of like, didn't you just, like, try to murder a dude? Yeah. I was long ago? Yeah. (laughs) You even said you blacked out. (laughs) What? Yeah, but he hates bullies. It's all the matter. Speaking of bullies, uh, we're also talking about uh, mid-90s Mike Tyson. You know, the champ. Uh, Ken Shamrock lays a challenge out to him as well. Saying that uh, he wants to see want to see who the most dangerous man on the planet really is. And um, he wants it done in a WWF ring. Okay. Foreshadowing, kind of. Not quite the way he wants it, but we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh guess what time it is now it is street fight time yes it is are you waiting on me to take this one no i'm waiting on uh waiting on brett to come out where is he Probably praying to whoever he prays to that Austin doesn't stomp a mud hole in him so hard that uh, he has to walk away from wrestling. Always Canadian. So um, who would that be? Um, Mrs. Buttersworth. (laughs) Maple syrup joke. (laughs) (laughs) But Austin, I guess, had the same idea. You know, uh, waiting on Brett and uh, see Austin. uh, Put his head down and close his eyes on the turnbuckle. You see that a lot. Well, not like if you watch a lot of like the old Attitude Era videos, you usually see that clip there. And that's the clip we get. So it's like, all right, cool. So Austin's sitting there just waiting, waiting, waiting. Out comes Bret Hart. And he's by himself. So it's like, okay, all right, maybe this is going to be a legitimate Street fight, legitimate street fight, I guess. <clears throat> Just kidding. Here comes Owen and Davy Boy. They show up and they attack Austin from behind. So we have this three on one beat down. Oh, gee, who didn't see this coming? Uh, right. <laughs> so, uh, we have that going on, and until uh, 
some fan comes out through the crowd with a steel chair. Oh, wait, that's Shawn Michaels. He's moving Shawn pretty quick for a bum knee. Right. Hmm. Makes you wonder, right? Uh, Shawn Michaels shows up through the crowd with a steel chair, chasing off Bulldog and Owen. Took a swing at Brett. Brett just got out of the way. <laughs> so lucky Brett there, because if he'd have clocked him with that chair, that might have been real bad. And the crowd, crowd was all over it. Brett hits a pile driver, brings a chair into the ring. And, he, and he's getting ready. He's trying to pilmonize that leg. Like, man, he's going to give Austin a taste of his own medicine here. That's a name we haven't heard in a while. Right. <laughs> so uh, he doesn't get it. Austin moves out of the way, hits Brett in the knee with the chair. And they should just call this a chair match. (laughs) This is all said and done because Austin starts beating the crap out of Brett's knee with this chair. And once he thinks the knee is just tender enough, he slaps the sharpshooter. Is he going to let Brett go? (laughs) No, no, he's not. And you know it's something when even Jim Ross is like, all right, Austin, you need to chill, man. So uh, finally it takes uh, basically the entire stable of referees to come out and basically force Austin to let go as we go to commercial break. Wow. So So who won this match? We did. The fans won. Okay. Because this was not supposed to be a match, if that makes sense. (laughs) It was a street fight. Somebody has to win. Mm -hmm. Somebody won. The thousands of people there and the millions watching at home. On live TV. Mm -hmm. We all won. It was just, it was something. It was, this wasn't supposed to be another classic between Hart and Austin. This was just pure violence. This was an angle, not a match. Exactly. It was exactly like it was basically an angle that was compartmentalized into a match, if that makes sense. Because like, yeah, there was not going to be a clear cut winner here because even if for some reason, Brett had just come out by himself and Davey boy and Owen Hart didn't show up, they were going to show up eventually. And of course, Heaven forbid, you know, you can't have all that happen, especially with these two guys right now, especially where they sit at the totem pole without Shawn Michaels showing up. So it's kind of like, yeah, this wasn't really meant to be a match. But that was the whole point. I was like, yeah, this is a match. It's not a match. And I was like, y'all do good. Y'all did good. And I enjoyed every bit of this and kind of glad that no one got their leg pilmanized. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's something you've got to. If you're going to do that, you've got to write people off the TV for a while. Mm-hmm. That's why we haven't seen Brian Pillman in what three, four months. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> speaking of now writing people off, <clears throat> excuse me. We come back from break. We see Owen and uh, Davy Boy attending to Bret Hart in the ring while like shaking their fist at Austin and uh, Brett. Supposedly is a broken leg and a broken wrist. So they help Brett onto the stretcher. And we head backstage where uh, 
WWE President Gorilla Monsoon is wagging his finger at Austin. And uh, he tells him to leave and calm down. And you're really going to talk to Stone Cold like that? And Austin says, you know what? I'll give you a break. I'll head out of here. I'll head out. And uh, so at this point, we go back to ringside and Brett is just he, he's in so much pain that he can't stay on the stretcher. So Owen and Bulldog helping back to the back. Which brings us to the war zone. <laughs> and uh, what do we start off with in the war zone tonight, Drew? I don't know. I, I haven't got... I don't know. It's the long-awaited debut of Tiger Ali Singh. Well, back up a minute. I didn't get to comment on that whole last shenanigans. Dude, the shenanigans are over now. Brett's gone. Austin's gone for the night. But you know what? I'm going to cut you a break tonight, Drew. What do you got to (laughs) say? I couldn't add to. I'm sorry. I know. I know. It's okay. I heard it. Did you did you give that a grade? The last part. I gave that one an A. Like I said, it like and you put it perfectly. It wasn't a match. It was an angle. Me too. It was I, yeah. Sorry. I gave okay. it an A. I was gonna say I gave it an A also. Yeah. Loved it. This was yeah not a match. It was an angle. The whole ankle and or leg and wrist and blah 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 was perfect it was the only part that i didn't like about it it was the whole like you mentioned they took him off the stretcher and walked him to the back and i'm sure that was a time thing and because they don't smarten up the emts usually they think it's legit this guy's hurt right so they do their procedure which takes a while they guess we're running a little low on time which like <laughs> yeah here's a clue let him go with it and just cut the next match because me watching EMTs work on Brett's leg is more entertaining than this next farce. <laughs> Which, as you mentioned, is that long-awaited debut of Tiger Ali Singh versus Sal Sincere. <laughs> this one brought the house down. Uh, and this was so great. It was a split screen half the time with Brett through the back. So guess what I did? fast forward through it tiger ollie sing wins with a spinning heel kick one two three great uh that got a c minus just because that was being nice so i just gave it a c i was just like okay cool yeah (laughs) but next we see brett being put into an ambulance and they finally get him in there oh and bulldog stay they're not going to go with him it's going to drive separate you know Maybe one of them could have could have rode the ambulance. I don't know. Anyway, right. but they pound the back of the door. Time to go. Uh oh. They but there's a camera in the front of the ambulance. That's good. Good placement. That's that that. Did you notice who that ambulance driver was? That's not a real ambulance driver. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh oh. Something tells me he's not there for a vitals check. And he starts pummeling 
Brett in the back of the ambulance. They finally get the doors open and the gurney falls out and also still just stands there punching him as he's tied to the gurney, kind of standing upright. <laughs> Hilarity. And then they finally pull Austin off, get Brett back in the ambulance and drive away. <laughs> uh, I love medical personnel, Austin. I'm if he had hit Brett with a bedpan, I would have lost it. <laughs> it was fantastic. That's, uh-huh. That was like the best thing because he's like, oh, you know, Gorilla, I'll head home tonight. You know, we're, we're, we're fine here. I've done what I had to do. Just kidding. I'm going to pay off this ambulance driver real quick. <laughs> you say a word, I'll kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> uh, it was great. Um, then we see Owen and Bulldog. We're going to kill him. We're really going to kill him when we find him. And they go out looking for Steve. Again, this gets an A for me. This got an, another A for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, this whole segment was just gold. Like, this whole thing was gold. Um, I mean, this was definitely an A segment for me as well. This is like anytime there's these little backstage deals with Austin like this, he just hits it on the head every time. Like there's this one there's of course him uh, beating up McMahon in the hospital in another classic is when he was beating the crap out of Booker T in the grocery store. <laughs> like <laughs> all Price of that. Check on a jackass. <laughs> all but, of them just. That's mwah. my, I'll lose my voice, but that is my favorite Austin line ever. Price check on a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. And it's like, of course, they go to commercial after, like, we're going to kill this man. Come back, and it's like, here we go. Let's take a look back just moments ago. See the same thing? See uh, Bret Hart getting beaten in an ambulance, which is just wow. And uh, we pop back into live action where uh, we have uh, Owen and Bulldog hunting the building for Austin, who probably left already. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Let them let them do their hunting. That's the thrill of the hunt, right? And honestly, I would have rather watched uh, the next 10 minutes of them just searching the arena room by room. But instead, we get the uh, pay-per-view match, or excuse me, pay-per-view rematch that nobody asked for. We get the oh, real oh, Double J. Oh, I think we'll say we get Taker versus Mankind again. <sighs> I wish. I truly, truly wish. But unfortunately, we get the real Double J, Jesse James, versus Rockabilly with the Honky Tonk Man. And um, I guess this match was more or less time to give the commentators to uh, push various WWF wares at the time. Um, And uh, from what I saw of the match when I wasn't staring at my phone, Rockabilly was in control a good bit of the time. Uh, Double J got a pretty small comeback there. But uh, that gets shut down real quick with the shake, rattle, and roll from Rockabilly. And um, he gets the win. Uh, that was kind of boring. And a swinging neck breaker, which yeah. was Honky Tonk's finish, so it makes mm-hmm. a little bit of sense. Indeed. And I guess uh, I don't know if they thought maybe the second time around this would be a little bit more different. Didn't hey. really feel different. Hey, you have you. Uh, who's that on the? Who's that on the line? 50-50 booking. What? Terrible. God awful. Mm-hmm. 
nobody wants this? Oh, cool. Extended car warranty. What? <laughs> this was crap. Why? Mm-hmm. The booking. Yeah. Why? If you're going to do this, just have this happen last night. Exactly. And they should have had this happen last night, considering, you know, obviously just James a little upset, you know, he lost to Rockabilly. I'd be kind of mad too. So he goes to attack uh, Rockabilly after the match and a uh, honky tonk man channels his inner. Well, I'm going to age myself and probably some listeners here channels his inner El Cabong as it were. And, uh, Hits Jesse and then Honky Tonk hits Jesse James with the guitar and that stops him in his tracks. I'd say that guitar is uh, a little tuned a little bit better now, huh? Probably still more in tune than Jesse James was coming to the ring singing. Boom! Like that, I even wrote it down that he is way out of tune singing because usually he's, you know, not a great singer, but this was just wrong key. I'm talking middle school national anthem at a basketball game oh my out of tune. that is out of tune <laughs> yeah. but this yeah this was terrible no nah, yeah this was it was boring it was boring like to say the least um i ended up i gave this one a c minus i was just like look y'all showed up and at least somebody got hit over the head with a guitar so that was your saving grace. You're nicer than me. I gave it a D. This, if you're going to do this, if this would have been last night's match, fine with it. If this match didn't happen, I'm fine with what happened last night. But why have Road Dog win with a roll up last night and then just get flat beat tonight? What'd that do for anybody? Absolutely nothing. Have this happen last night and him get hit in the head with a guitar. Be done with it. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Wait, Mankind's here tonight? Uh-oh, that doesn't bode well for Taker. He's in the boiler room. Uh-oh. Uncle Paul never cried when his face was melted. You know, with my vo- my throat kind of like this, I can almost pull off a Mankind. <laughs> he oh god that really hurts though <laughs> can't do it um yeah he talks about uncle paul in the burn unit i can't get it now not crying and i can't even do it i can't get away from it paul bear didn't cry when they scraped his melted face off and he was telling us about dong that's a way to cut off an interview. Just dong. Mm-hmm. I was like, really? So we're going to go back to the ring because here comes Undertaker. All right. He's got a match tonight with that Connecticut blue blood Hunter Hearst Helmsley with the cyborg China. Um, Taker jumps, tr- trips on the ramp. And we get that tease for the match that we've all been waiting for. Taker and China staring each other down. No. Um, Taker absolutely dominating early. 
Um, I love King, the JR causing Nostra Doofus. <laughs> love, I love Jerry Lawler. <laughs> um, Taker in control, uh, shoots, trips off. Trips hits that knee on the taker goes to do the back body drop, gets hit with that knee to the face where he picks him up and slams him down to his knee. Um, taker gets back in control real quickly. Or, sorry, eat trip shoots him in the corner, then eats a boot. Taker takes him old school. Um, trips back, gets back in control and starts. Pounding him, pounding his burn. So that's look. The, whoever doing the makeup on Undertaker's burn that looks nice. Yes, unless that's real, which I really don't think so. Because I wouldn't be letting people even slightly punch that if that's what it looked like. Sorry. Nah. Um, mankind is nowhere to be found. Uh oh, wonder where he could be headed. Stone Cold <laughs> too. Oh dear, we don't know where either one of them are. But Stone Cold scheduled for an interview later. Well, how could we schedule for an interview to talk about what just happened? We didn't know it was going to happen. <laughs> how about we rephrase the wording to we're going to try to get an interview with Stone Cold about what happened earlier? Not that he's scheduled. <laughs> wording. Phrasing, Vince. Phrasing. Um, Taker hits the rocker dropper. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> He doesn't. He only did that for a while about this time, but I loved it. Um, and Jr. wishes Harley Race to get well because this is when Harley had his bad bad car wreck. Mm-hmm. So I think it was about a week ago. Um, we see these two people in the crowd. One of them looks vaguely familiar, but he's missing some makeup. Is that is that Dustin Runnels? No, is that Gold? I believe Dust? so. Not Gold Dust. That's Dustin Runnels. And I love how JR accidentally calls Marlena Terry. <laughs> did you catch that one? I did. <laughs> JR goes, Is that Gold Dustin? Is that Terry? I mean, Marlena looks around, goes, Oops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back into the ring. Trips is in control. He's working that wound on his face. We get an RIP ch- chant. Uh, then Taker immediately no sells the turnbuckle shot and starts his comeback. Drops Triple H to the floor, and here comes Mankind walking down the ramp with a blowtorch. <laughs> Talk about over escalation, right? Oh, you punched me in the face. Here's a Scud missile. <laughs> All right, who had the over under on Scud missile references? <laughs> All right. Um, chokes land on trips. Then mankind jumps in, hits Taker with the torch, the acetylene bottle. DQ. Ah. Mankind's trying to light the blowtorch, but can't get it to light. Thank it's God. He's, I mean, he's having all the kinds of trouble lighting things. Mm-hmm. Um, Taker grabs. Th- he's on his back as he's trying to light it. Reaches up, grabs his throat. They brawl through the crowd. And at that time, Marlena grabs China with a belt, starts choking her, and Gold Dust attacks Trips. <laughs> All kinds of things happening in this match. Yeah. <sighs> um. Overall, though, quite entertaining. Wasn't perfect. Wasn't great. I think it was a little weird to shove Marlena and 
Goldust in there at the very end after Taker and Man kind of fought through the crowd and went away. I don't know. I'm kind of done with that gold dust Marlena China thing. Thought we were done with that, but guess not. Overall, though, the match with Trips and Taker, these guys have always had it. Good chemistry in the ring. This wasn't, you know, a pay-per-view level hell in a cell quality match, whatever that they'll have down the road. But this was still good. Um, I gave it a B minus. Mm. Fair enough. Um <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah, this one. <laughs> Sorry, I had to yawn there. Um, yeah, wasn't their wasn't their best work, but then again, I mean, this is free TV. So I mean, yeah, like I wasn't expecting pay-per-view quality match here with this one, all things considered. And thankfully we got the reminder that this was a non-title match, because if this were a title match, I would have been highly disappointed. Yeah, oh Just, yeah in the way the, the finish happened. But this is one of those ones where it's like, this was a legitimate match, which turned into an angle. And they did a fairly good job of that. They might have overbooked it a little bit with the whole Goldie and Marlena getting involved at the end of it kind of thing. Um, which, you know, get another huge brawl from that, especially after you've already got Taker and Mankind duking it out I don't know, probably out on the street at this point. So it's just like, we didn't need the rest of that. We could have saved that for next week. Just have trips come out and fight, I don't know, somebody. And then have Goldie and Marlena show up and be like, all right, let's just do that. But that's just me. Um, but the match itself, the match itself was good for what it was. I'll take that for, for Raw's War. And uh, yeah, so I gave it a B. Yeah, I... The Marlena thing just kind of got all got me. I don't need to see Marlena getting physical, yeah, in a ring. So yeah, Giggity. that's not what you're known for. Yeah, like I mean, you might you know do a little you know, cigar and you blow the smoke in the person's face or whatever. That's one thing, but oh, like, I mean, like yeah, that her attacking China is kind of like me going up to the rock and kicking him in the shingo. You want to go, buddy? Let's go. Right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> going to get my ass whipped. Because mm-hmm, think about it, I mean, China is probably twice <laughs> her size. Twice even as being that. generous. Yeah. Marlena like, maybe like 95, 100, 100, maybe. And I'm sure China's pushing 220, 230 at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and that's straight muscle. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I mean, yeah, power to you. I mean, obviously, you weren't going to just like, you know, put her in a hold like China was able to do to you, but at the same time, I was like, I mean, I'll give you props for that. But yeah, at the same time, it was just not quite believable enough for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, all right. So get that out of the way there. And uh, we're going to take you back just a wee bit here. And uh, this is after. The mess with uh, Austin Hart Foundation and Shawn Michaels. Uh, we're in the locker room at this point here, and uh, Michaels and Austin are, you know, just having a little little quarrel, if you will. And uh, Michaels, you know, lets Austin know, like, I didn't come out there to help you. I just came out there to hurt the Hart Foundation. And Austin says, "Dude, I don't need you." 
So they're just having a big fight. And here comes Gorilla Monsoon. And he tells Austin that he is this close to losing his wrestling license as he gets both men to try to chill out. And uh, at this point, I'm sitting there, I was sitting there thinking, um, I thought you just wanted Austin to head home for the night. Okay, well, uh, long story short, Austin did not head home for the night. As Austin comes back out after this uh, main event match, and uh, people were just like, hey, he's still here. Awesome. The crowd's cheering him. The crowd loves him. And the thing is, if you think Austin's going to be a role model for the kids, (laughs) you might you might want to reconsider that. Austin's a reason hundreds of thousands of American children got in trouble at school for flipping the bird. <laughs> Maybe a little. And I like it because it's like, it's kind of a <clears throat> kind of like, I mean, I don't know if you're into basketball really, but it kind of makes me think of Charles Barkley. Because Charles, Charles Barkley was a good player, but Charles Barkley was never that dude to be a role model for the kids. <clears throat> I mean, especially, you know, think about 97, <clears throat> excuse me, we're wanting to be like Mike. We're wanting to look, we're looking up to Michael Jordan. We don't know what Michael Jordan got going on. We do now. But <clears throat> yeah, Charles Barkley was not that guy. Charles Barkley was a big dude, and he was going to let you know he was a big dude, and he was going to talk trash the entire time. That's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's that dude. He's going to talk trash the whole time. Mention Charles Barkley. Sorry, before we leave that, I do think that Charles Barkley has the greatest nickname in sports history. Oh, absolutely. The round mound of rebound. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) And the worst golf swing ever. Well, not anymore. He's actually fixed it. (laughs) Then and uh, Austin's getting ready to close promo here. It's definitely a Shades of Grey promo, if you couldn't tell. And uh, here comes uh, Owen and Bulldog. And they jump him in the ring, and they beat the mess out of him. And old Vinny Mac just try He tries so hard to pull him off. And they're like, guys, like, guys, stop it. This is my cash cow. I mean, you're beating up Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Not his cash cow yet. <laughs> And uh, Owen says, this doesn't involve you, old man. Shoves him out of the way. Next thing you know, here comes the heartbreak kid once again with, this, I'm assuming, the same chair he had <laughs> he came through the crowd with earlier in the night. And, uh, of course, that sends Owen and uh, Davy Boy running and uh, doesn't really care about Austin, you know, laying there in a heap as he kind of just looks at him and just leaves the ring. And uh, Vinnie Mac heads back to the table, and Austin gets up on his feet. And who do we see jump across the rails? Oh, gee, I wonder who it could be this time. It was Gold Dust. Nah, oh. just kidding. Is it, <laughs> is it not Shawn Michaels coming back out? It's not Shawn Michaels, oh, but this fellow's blonde, time. too. Oh, could it be blonde? Blonde. Um, oh, um, was once from Hollywood. Once from Hollywood. Oh, oh, I know exactly who it is. Pat Patterson. 
close. We're talking Brian Pillman. Brian Pillman's back, folks. Brian Pillman's back. Oh, he's going to come help Austin, isn't he? Uh, if by help you mean beat oh, the crap out of. That's what I meant. Yes, totally. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, they left on such good terms. Oh, they left on great terms. I mean, you think about the last time we saw these two interact, one of them had a gun. <laughs> Speaking of that, did you notice Pillman's shirt? I did. <laughs> Pillman was wearing the I don't call 911 shirt and shows a hand with a pistol. Perfect. Wonderful callback. <laughs> Wonderful callback. So Pillman hops the rails, beats the crap out of Austin in the ring. And, uh, you know, JR decides that's a good time to bring us up to speed as to why Pillman was the first victim of being Pillmanized. And uh, just as he's about to uh, Pillmanize Austin's leg, Shawn Michaels shows off and chases Pillman out of the ring. To Again. What was that round four of Shawn Michaels coming? Why didn't he just stay at ringside? Right. Just like hang out at the ramp. Just like, I'm going to stand out here in case there's any more Tom Fullery. Like maybe he's trying to rehab that bum knee is what it is. It is. Okay, man, it's good. It says rehab. Yeah, he's trying to rehab it. What better rehab than running around an arena all night long? Like, uh, why does Shawn Michaels need to be involved in this? He didn't need to be involved. I don't know. This one kind of made sense. Well, would have made sense if Sean and Austin had anything going on together. But outside of them arguing backstage, probably 15 minutes prior to this. No, this they whole both don't Sean, like Bret Hart. Yeah, the whole Sean Michaels running in for the save every time doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. It's like, I feel like in Austin's mind, it's like, well, after I'm done with Red Heart, don't worry, Sean, you're next. Like, that's perfectly fine. Let them just do their thing. But it was nice to see Brian Pillman again. Yes, it was. It's been a while. Nice to see Brian Pillman. Absolutely. Like, it'd been a while. I said, last time we saw him, he was uh, wielding a pistol. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Fantastic television. <laughs> riveting stuff um but now nah, this was a this was a fun little segment like i said you got to see sean michaels for whatever that's worth you got to see brian pillman that was awesome austin came back out even though he was told believe like at least six times to this point um and he was that close to losing his wrestling license according to uh gorilla and uh he also let us know that, look, dude, I'm not a role model for these kids. F these kids, says Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the crowd loved it. I loved it. Vince McMahon's probably sitting there, you know, rubbing his hands together. Money, 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 money. Oh, yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself watching this. It's like, how is WCW going to compete with this? Or how are they competing with this? Right Piper Hogan an overinflated NWO overinflated is an understatement yeah 
<laughs> Kevin Sullivan and Ben Wall, that's totally going to keep the ship floating. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, well, we'll get there on our Nitro review. Indeed, we will. Which you should be listening to out there. Which I guess that was the end of this show, pretty much. Yep, that was the end of Raw is War for April the 21st, 1997. And I got to say, with the exception of really, in my opinion, the two matches with, uh, what was it, Tiger Ali Singh and Rockabilly and Rockabilly and Double J, this is a good show. Yeah. Sultan and Ahmed actually came through. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And who was in the center of everything today? Almost everything. This is a very Stone Cold-centric episode. Yeah. For sure. Like, like Stone Cold was all over this program. And it made sense every single time. Yes, it did. Yes, so it wasn't it just like, we're trying to shove this guy down your throat. It was not. Like, Austin's got his hands just about every segment of the show except the matches he was not involved in. <laughs> and it's like, I'm here for it. And even then, a lot of more flashbacks to things that were happening to him. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. Very Austin-centric show. But overall, a good show, which when I did my gra- average, my grades came out to a B. And you know what? I thought that wasn't good enough. I liked it. This was a great show. Absolutely. I I bumped that B up a little. All the way to an A, baby. All the way to the A. This is the best Nitro. Or Sorry. This is the best Raw. This would be the best Nitro. But this (laughs) is the best Raw probably of this year so far. Very entertaining to watch. Hands down. And, I mean, this one for me, I mean, it averaged out to a B plus, And... Might have to steal your finisher here. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to bump mine up to an A, too. Because, I mean, yeah, this was just great. If you take out – if you cancel out those two matches, this was spot on. This was perfect. Now, I will say that if they do an episode like this all the time, it's going to get old. I want to see some more in-ring stuff. But uh, this is good. I mean, this is like the anti-Nitro. Nitro puts, like, 12 matches on in, in two hours. And this is like the anti of that. We'll do like what four, maybe five, and a lot of mm-hmm. storyline. But you can't do that every week. You cannot no. do this every week. No. Not all right. At all. You know what we do every every week? Every day is that other than that? What's that? We're on Twitter at AWR Pod. We, we have email at AWR316 at gmail.com. So if you want to tell us what you thought about this episode, let us know. Please. Please. Reach out to us, guys. Um, Leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to to this on. Give Give us a heads up of what you think. Helps us out a lot. Oh, yeah. All right, Arnold, what's going to be your final thoughts on this shenanigans? Lots of shenanigans. If I ever need an ambulance, I just hope that Austin's not the uh, driver. I hope that he is. (laughs) I hope that he is. Nah, nah. (laughs) Um, I hope Bing Hampton liked Austin because they got to see a lot of him. Well, actually, they probably didn't get to see a lot of him, but 
us watching at home got to see a lot of him tonight. I like it. Don't do this a lot. I'm waiting for what I know is coming. The super kick heard around the world. Oh, yeah. Coming up um, that we all know and remember. That's coming up soon. Um, This, Yeah, I bumped this up to an A. I loved it. This is a good day after a pay-per-view show. Yes. Pushing along your main storyline. And that's and your secondary ones are kind of getting a little bit of you know, <laughs> like to have seen maybe a tag match. So maybe right. push a tag team to get those belts off of Davy and Owen. Oh my God. Agreed. Oh, now something makes sense. But anywho. <laughs> All right. Well, Arnold, I'm gonna go ahead and take us home. And as I just said his name, that is Arnold, the man with the velvet vocal cords. I am Drew, your two-time armchair booker of the year. We are on our backs, looking up at the lights, rushing the sexes so we can beat Zoom's 40-minute time limit so I don't have to send another invite to Arnold. One, two, three. Deuces. Halloween Havoc, are we? Oh, 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 oh. You like the Sopranos? Cut it off mid-sitting? No? Anywho, I'll get, I got this one, the last one put up. <laughs> <laughs>